Who is actually the AFC favorite? What will the New England Patriots do without Mac Jones? And what are the goals for Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks in 2022? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Baltimore Ravens have right now the favorite to be the MVP of the league in 2022. And yet when the Locked On Podcast Network power rankings came out, the Ravens were the fourth place team in the AFC, fifth overall behind the Bills, behind the Dolphins, and behind the Chiefs, except the Bills lost on Sunday. The Chiefs lost to a, a maybe a bad Colts team on Sunday. And the Ravens just keep rolling along. The Ravens did, of course, lose to Miami in a game that they mostly dominated until the end. So, Kevin Ostriker from Locked On Ravens and host of Locked On NFL, tell me why the Ravens aren't the best team in the AFC if they aren't. I mean, I think you have to make a case that they, they are at least one of the top two teams in this AFC. Now, look, I get having Miami above them because they did lose to the Dolphins, that comeback. It, it did happen. But at the same time, as you talked a bit about, Peter, Baltimore was in that game for three quarters, and the games are played for four, right? You have to win all four quarters and win the game, so I get it. But a Chiefs team that, yeah, you're right, did lose in week three against the Colts and have looked somewhat mortal this year compared to what we've seen in years past. And the Bills, who did lose that emotional game to Miami in week three, I think that you look at Baltimore and you can say, how are they at least not? above the chiefs in this situation if not you know i know buffalo and miami that those are two teams that are going to be tussling i think for the entire year but you do have lamar jackson who has been phenomenal i do believe he is the front runner for mvp so far you can put a couple other names in that conversation but he has an 11.4 touchdown percentage through three weeks that is by far and away number one in the league the next closest is to it in miami at 7.9 the ravens defense have struggled a little bit in some aspects, but they have still put together some dominant performances. You know, you look to week one against the Jets, and obviously the week two game doesn't give you a ton of confidence, but week three they bounced back against New England with some ups and downs. But I think that with the way the Lamar Jackson has performed and the fact that this team is probably nine, eight minutes away from being 3-0, and I think at least above Kansas City is something they should be. The good news for you, Kevin, is they get to make their case this week they get this Buffalo Bills team that everyone thought was going to come in and roll the Miami Dolphins. Um, by the way, I, I think that they thought they were going to roll the Miami Dolphins, and that's not what happened in Miami. So you get this marquee matchup in week four. What does Baltimore need to do if they want to get a win and make this sort of statement that is, hey, look at us. We are the best team. We're the captain now, right? No, exactly. And I think the Ravens, Let's face it, Peter, the passing offense has been the Ravens offense this year. The run game outside of Lamar Jackson has not been able to get anything going. You know, a stat I keep coming back to is against the Dolphins in week two. Mike Davis had five carries for four yards. The team as a whole outside of Lamar Jackson, 16 for 36. The Ravens have been a outside of team. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is was uh, has been one of the most productive <laughs> rushers in the league so far. So we, exactly. we don't we don't get to just take out Lamar Jackson. These defenses don't. <laughs> No, and, and that's what it is. I think Lamar Jackson is this offense. And when you talk about what he is as a thrower and as a runner, what he has shown this season, it is the electricity. It's the poise. It's the confidence. And against the Buffalo secondary, that is 
pretty banged up right now. They've lost a ton of key pieces. Some guys, if you to play in this game or whatnot, Baltimore has made an emphasis on pushing the ball down the field this year. Rashad Bateman has had multiple big plays, including a 75-yard touchdown. Devin Duvernay has stepped into that role as well. So if you're able to take advantage of a banged-up Bills secondary for the Ravens in this offense, I think that can maybe open up a run game for your other players that aren't Lamar Jackson on defense. It's going to be about stopping Von Miller, the Ravens' left tackle position right now. But if he, if Ronnie Stanley's going to be able to play or not in this game, we don't know yet. It's a, it's a little up in the air. If that's not the case, though, if he's not able to go with Fashion McCarry suffering a low ankle sprain in week three, it could be Daniel Falele coming out there, the fourth-round rookie out of Minnesota who had never played left tackle ever before week three. He only played right tackle at Minnesota. A rookie starting in his first-ever game going up against Von Miller – not the matchup the Ravens want there. So if you can contain him, I think that's a big part of what the Ravens offensive game plan can be. And when you're talking about the Ravens defense, they have to get the Josh Allen, make him uncomfortable, which is hard. Josh Allen's very confident and one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Absolutely. But if you have a Marlon Humphrey versus Stephon Diggs matchup, you can limit their run game, which has not been overly inspiring so far this season and make that Bill's offense one dimensional. That's where the Ravens can prove their case. And if they do win this game, I put them above Buffalo in the power rankings. Absolutely. And just to put the Lamar Jackson rushing numbers into perspective, he is averaging 9.3 yards per rushing attempt. He's averaging 8.5 yards per pass, which is third in the league. 9.3 would lead the NFL in yards per attempt throwing He's doing that running. What he is doing this season is special. Stay up to date all year on the Baltimore Ravens by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Ravens podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the New England Patriots will be without Mac Jones in the coming weeks. So what do they do? Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The Atlanta Braves are minus 210 favorites against the Washington Nationals. The Braves are still chasing an NL East lead. The NL wildcard race is also heating up. The Milwaukee Brewers are minus 135 favorites against the St. Louis Cardinals. For Thursday night football, the Cincinnati Bengals are now four point favorites to beat the only 3 0 team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins, after that line opened at two and a half. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Aaron Judge will have to wait at least one more game for his record-tying 61st home run as he went 0-1 on Tuesday night with, get this, four walks. The Yankees wrap up their series with the Toronto Blue Jays tonight at 7 Eastern. New York Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard suffered a torn ACL on Monday night on the Giants' final offensive play on a non-contact injury. Brutal. New York Giants' worst fears were confirmed on Tuesday regarding wide receiver Sterling Shepard. Hi everybody, this is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And on Tuesday afternoon, Giants head coach Brian Dable confirmed that wide receiver Sterling Shepard suffered a torn ACL in his left knee. The injury occurred during the Monday night loss to the Dallas Cowboys. It was on the final play of the game for the Giants, the final offensive play. Now, ironically, Shepard, who was three games into his comeback from a torn Achilles tendon, suffered last year against the Dallas Cowboys late in the game. Just couldn't overcome the injury. He was jogging and um, pulled up and suddenly grabbed his left knee and went down to the turf and then was carted off shortly thereafter. 
So where did the Giants go from here regarding their wide receiver group, which suddenly went from being really deep to being a problem? For more on this and all things New York Giants, be sure to tune in to the Locked on Giants podcast. Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball is set to undergo his second knee surgery of 2022 today as his left knee still hurts him whenever he runs or jumps. Ball wouldn't put a timetable on recovery just yet, but did say that he does expect to return at some point this season. The Buffalo Bills are battling injuries as rookie cornerback Christian Benford, who started all three games so far, broke his hand against the Dolphins. The Bills are down to three healthy corners on the roster and added Xavier Rhodes, the two-time All-Pro, played for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. He's, of course, not the former player he once was, but they need bodies. Hurricane Ian's impact has already been felt as multiple college football games have changed the time or location of their games. The Florida Gators game against the Eastern Washington Eagles this Saturday has now been moved to Sunday due to Hurricane Ian. So if you are in the area, please stay safe and remain safe throughout the entirety of this trip. Classes have already been canceled through Friday. For the latest on all your Florida Gators, check out Locked On Gators, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Here is another story you need to know. We saw Mac Jones hobble off the field at the end of a week three loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And now a high ankle sprain is the diagnosis. It doesn't sound like the quarterback and the team are necessarily on the same page about how to proceed this, at least according to reports on Tuesday. Joining me now from Locked On Patriots, the man who is there every day to give us the latest on what is going on in Foxborough, Mike DeBate. Mike, what is the latest with what we know about the injury and about the prognosis in terms of how long he might miss time well right now peter the guess as to how long exactly mac is going to be out is really anybody's guess uh we've heard ranges anywhere from a possibility of four weeks all the way up to a possibility of 10 a lot of mm. factors are going to be involved here whether or not mac chooses to use surgery as a way to initially clean and be able to rehab that way we've heard the surgery may actually expedite his uh chances of getting back on the field earlier if he chooses to go with a regimen of rest and rehab, that may take a little bit longer. Uh, In terms of he and the team being on the same page, those reports are out there. I'm not going to confirm or refute anything that I've heard, but from what I've heard, from the things that uh, that have come across my uh, purview, is that the New England Patriots and Mac Jones are on the same page in terms of Mac doing what's best for him uh, and utilizing what's best for the athlete. So I do believe that both sides will proceed with caution here, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there were reports today that Mac is going to consult with Dr. Martin O'Malley of New York Hospital special surgery department there he is also the brooklyn nets team doctor done work with kevin durant he uh, did surgery for jc jackson last year uh this is going to be something interesting to follow within the next couple of days because that second opinion could end up swaying Mac either way as to how he chooses to rehab this injury. Yeah, the the range right now is like when the cable company says we'll be there between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it could, could happen at any time and you just have to it's be prepared true. for it. What is the plan then in terms of who is going to play quarterback and how they're going to try and manufacture offense? Because this is a team through three games sitting at one and two that has struggled to create explosive plays, and struggled to consistently score points in these games. Yeah, that's the million-dollar question right now, is how are the Patriots going to be able to keep this offensive ship afloat? And look, 
it was barely floating as it is. I mean, this is a team that was having difficulty, you know, finding the ball, finding the end zone. I mean, we saw the New England Patriots turn the ball over three times in the second half down the stretch. That is extremely unpatriot-like. And something that this team definitely did not need is a setback to his quarterback who was starting to maybe shed some of the apprehensions that he's had previously about throwing the ball down the field and maybe testing his receivers a little bit more. Right now, I believe the plan will be to go with the veteran Brian Hoyer. Uh, he's the most seasoned of the two pay, uh, quarterbacks that the Patriots have on the roster right now. And even though his best days are behind him at 36 now, going to be soon to be 37, he still has the veteran savvy to be able to lead the team into an environment that, as you very well know, is housing one of the better teams in football right now. And, of course, a hostile environment in terms of visitors that visit Lambeau. So I think the Patriots are going to go with Hoyer here, but... Bailey Zappi now steps up. He's the primary backup. If Hoyer struggles at all, you're going to start to hear a lot of chatter in New England about giving the rookie a shot to, get, uh, to play. Usually in these situations, you're going to want to lean on your defense. You're going to lean on your run game. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson are workhorse backs. And this is this is a good Patriots front, even if they've lost some talent on the back end. Is that part of this team's game, the run game and the defense, enough to carry them, maybe not this week in Green Bay, but but through an upcoming slate of games while they let Mac get back to full strength. It's going to have to. I really believe that if the New England Patriots have any chance of trying to salvage this season, they need solid play. They need a solid run game. Uh, that has actually started to gain traction over the course of the last couple of weeks. The New England Patriots blocking schemes, they're using that blocking. They're using the, the, the guard pulling that they did last year, and that's opening up a lot of lanes for guys like Damian Harris and guys like Ramondre Stevenson. And I look for that to continue starting this week and into the subsequent weeks as well. So the Patriots definitely going to ride their running game on offense. On defense, they have to ride the strength of a strong upfront performance by their interior. That defensive line has been very good at stopping the run. They really have uh, grown by leaps and bounds from the team that we saw last year. If the linebackers can play stout in the middle, that's going to allow their secondary to be able to get into position. So the New England Patriots do have some question marks without any uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it, uh, but they're going to have to be carried mostly by their defense, and on offense, they're really going to have to ride the run. Stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Patriots podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, what does Luka Doncic have his sights set on for the 2022 season? If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a delicious new flavor, cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. It is got that protein-infused puff. It's protein-infused marshmallow. Seriously, think about how good that is. Plus, only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. This is futuristic protein magnificence. And the taste is out of this world. I didn't mean to make it seem like they're a NASA-funded company, but that seems to be the timeline that they're working in because I've never tried anything like some of these bars. The Built Puffs are next level delicious. They're easy to eat because of the puff in the center. These are not like any protein bar you've ever tried. Go to Built.com and use the promo code Locked On 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code Locked On 15. Did the playoff run last year change your opinion on that? Because I remember last year we talked about, you said NBA championship every year. It's, you know, we got to win the title. 
Yeah, I mean it's the same goal every year. You know, that's that's the ultimate goal I want. We want to achieve. Yeah. When you think back to that playoff run, what do you think about the most? Do you think about the the Suns win in Game Seven or losing to the Warriors? I mean, obviously losing to the Warriors. You know, uh, because if we were one against Warriors, we could have gone to the finals. Uh, but I think we learned a lot from that series. What's your favorite moment looking back at, the, at that playoff run? Is it Game Seven, a moment in the Sun Series, Jazz Series? I mean, it's probably the Game Seven. You know, the way we played. Uh, I mean, just everybody was super locked in. Everybody played amazing. Uh, so probably that Game Seven. Yeah. When you think back to that run, whether it's individually or as a team, what do you think you learned the most from a long playoff run like that? I think we learned a lot, especially when we played the Warriors, you know, the way they played. Because uh, they, they already won championships, so they know what they play. Uh, so we learned from them, you know. Uh, we, learned, we learned from it. Christian Wood, new guy on the team, got brought in. Have you talked to him? Have you been in contact with him at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just came two days or one day ago, so uh, not much, but I did talk to him. You know, I think I'm really excited and we're really excited to have him on Mavs. What do you think he's going to bring to the team on the court? I mean, a lot because he's good on both sides, both sides of basketball. I mean, on the ends, uh, he can block shots, you know, he can defend. And on the offensive end, he can shoot, he can dunk, he can do a lot of things, so he's going to help us. Rookies come in now. Now you've been in the league a handful of years. What's the advice you give to young guys? I mean, I always say the same. You know, you just got to enjoy basketball. Uh, you got to have fun playing it. Uh, you got to work hard, and that's it. I mean, that's my advice. I have no more. Yeah. Mavs brought in a new assistant coach, Marco Milic, that you've known from for, like, a lot of your life. What do you think he's going to bring to this team, and are you excited to see him joining this this team now? Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, he's a great guy. He knows about basketball. He was the first Slovenian in the NBA uh, hopefully he'll he'll teach us how to jump like him in the <laughs> young ages. Uh, if you didn't see him, you should check it. He's thrown down some dunks. Uh, he jumped over a car. So it's pretty amazing. You can't jump over a car. Uh, yeah, the mini one. <laughs> Hot wheel. So like you grow up, learn like seeing. Was he like the Michael Jordan for you? Like what kind of a player would he? I mean, yeah, he was. He was one of the best Slovenian players for sure. Uh, you know, he played in Olympia. He played with my father. Uh, I was there. I remember. Uh, so yeah, he was he was one of the best of Indian. And finally, sometimes if you just let an athlete talk, they'll give you a quote that delivers in ways you never thought possible. You know, man, just that's the NBA, man. Um, you break up with a girlfriend, you get back with her. Same, sh- same. Sh- <laughs> yeah, your differences until you figure it out. Does it work? Yeah, I mean. Broke out my wife a couple times. We still married. Ay, ay, ay. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know how his wife is going to feel about her business being out on Front Street like that or how KD is going to feel about that comparison, but it's wonderful, and I'm so glad that it happened. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, the Super Bowl runner-up Cincinnati Bengals take on the undefeated Miami Dolphins on Thursday Night Football. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.